Hey friends, it's Jess and Jericho. We've got some exciting topics that we're going to talk about this week. First, red light therapy, super cool. Veterinarians actually use this in practice as an alternative treatment for a variety of different cats. They can heal wounds, even for surgery, it can help prevent like overbleeding, excessive bleeding, and it can help cats with sore joints, arthritis, and Really, it's really great for inflammation as well. So do cats need red light therapy? So there are a couple of cats that would be a good candidate. I mean, I honestly think that every cat would be a good candidate, but the ones that would particularly benefit from it are probably seniors. Maybe they don't do so well with medications. Maybe their organ function isn't quite there. You know, they're a little too old to do certain things. So red light therapy, you know, it's it's safe and effective and natural. And if it's used properly, there are no side effects. So that's why more and more veterinarians are using it. You know, I'm glad that they're looking into these alternative treatments. Maybe there's also a lot of cat parents that are wondering like, you know, I don't want my cat to be on pills the rest of his life. What else can we do? So I'm I'm really glad that it's making its way into veterinary practice as well. It might also be good for cats that are sensitive to medications. And like I said, you know, some cat parents, they just don't want their cats to be on pills the rest of their lives. So definitely check with your veterinarian to see if he or she offers it. I've been seeing a lot more that offer either cold laser therapy or red light therapy. I personally use red light therapy. So is red light therapy even good for cats? Well, like I mentioned, it is safe when you use it properly. It's effective and it's great for both acute and chronic issues. So some conditions that it can help, dermatological, oral, musculoskeletal, neurological, abdominal, wounds, post-surgery, as I mentioned before. With acute stuff like fresh wounds and you get red light right on it, it's going to heal much faster. That's how I use it for myself. You know, if we're playing and Jericho scratches me, or if I, you know, bump my ankle on my kick scooter, <laughs> I use that, get it right on it, and it helps with the inflammation. For Jericho, you know, sometimes he scratches his face and cuts himself by accident, so I use it for him for that as well. And it really help, does help heal the wound quickly because it gets right to the cells and starts healing right away. With chronic issues, it is going to take longer because these things took years to to accumulate, you know, so it's, it is going to take longer. Typically with acute stuff, you, you use it daily. With chronic stuff, it's more like two or three times a week. So that's how I'm using it for Jericho as well. So what does red light therapy even do? So the cells in the body absorb the light and this stimulates growth and repair. So that's why if you have something that's fresh, you get it right on there then it's going to speed up that healing because it's a fresh wound and the cells were able to get that growth and repair right away. And light energy is measured by its wavelength in nanometers. So we have red light, which is within the visible spectrum. That's what we can see. And then we have infrared light, which is just outside of the visible spectrum. So we cannot see that. And this is quoted from a study, wavelengths in the range of 390 nanometers to 600 nanometers are used to treat superficial tissue. And longer wavelengths in the range of 600 to 1100, which penetrate further, are used to treat deeper seated tissues. And visible red light falls around 620 to 780 nanometers. So this red light therapy range would stimulate the more superficial issues that are like right on the top of the skin. 
whereas near-infrared light falls around 800 to 2,500 nanometers. And this wavelength can penetrate deeper into the muscles and even into the bones. So is infrared light good for cats? Well, there's a study from the SM Dermatology Journal, which published on near-infrared therapy management of feline stomatitis. And this stomatitis means inflammation of the mouth. So they have very severe inflammation in the gums and back in the back of the throat. And currently the only really, the only treatment options really are full mouth extractions, rounds of antibiotics or non-inflammatory steroid use. And sometimes these cats don't even really heal all the way. Sometimes the inflammation does return. So there's not really a cure treatment that's available yet. But in this study, they used near-infrared light. They used a veterinary laser for this, and they had two different groups. And they did have the bad teeth removed before they started the red light therapy. And the difference between the groups was the length of the session, so the duration of the dosage, basically. And so one group had four seconds and the other group had 10 seconds. And the group that had four seconds had a really, really great recovery. Jericho doesn't like that I'm filming. <laughs> so that's another positive for red light therapy is that less is more. It's very interesting that the group that had four seconds, much fewer, you know, basically half the other group, 10 seconds, they actually saw really great results. So the red light therapy device that I use is from Novalab. This is the Pro Extra Strength. And this one has 650 and 808 nanometers. So it has within the visible light and it also has near infrared light. So those are the lights that you won't see, but you will see the 650 nanometers. You can go to novalab.com slash jesscatacles. That's N-O-V-A-A-L-A-B.com slash jesscatacles. And you'll get 10% off your first order. So that's my affiliate code. I'll earn a commission on that sale. You get a discount and you get a great product. So it's a win-win-win. I really like having this at home because it's like a first aid kit that I can just use whenever I get a scratch or a cut. If Jericho gets a scratch or a cut, I'm also using it for his ears and for his gum inflammation. And I will put a video in the description so you can see a little bit more about that. So I also wanna talk about something else that's really important to have at home and that is water. And a lot of people wonder, you know, is my cat drinking enough water? Is my cat drinking too much water? And, you know, you should definitely contact your veterinarian right away if your cat suddenly stops drinking water. But it really depends on the food that you're feeding. But, you know, obviously, if you're, if you're ever unsure, you should always just contact your vet because it's very easy for cats to get dehydrated because, you know, they come from desert cats that are used to getting all of their moisture pretty much from their prey. And so, you know, there's not <laughs> cat water fountains in the desert. So, you know, you have to make sure that your cat is getting enough moisture and the best way to do that is through his diet. So when should you worry about your cat not drinking enough water? Well, you should definitely worry about your cat not drinking water, like I said, if it happens suddenly, because cats are, are keen on routine. They like to do the same things every day. So any type of behavior change or habit change, definitely related to food and water, bathroom, anything like that, and behavior, you're gonna to wanna to go see the vet. And especially if your cat's eating dry food only, because dry food is very, very low in moisture. It only provides about 10% moisture, whereas the cat's whole prey 
is like 67, 70% moisture. So that's a very, very significant decrease from the cat's natural diet. And just because we move cats indoors doesn't mean that we change their biological needs, right? Like they still have that instinct of, I'm going to get most of my moisture from my prey or my food. So when they're eating dry food, you know, they just don't have that thirst drive even though the dry food is basically dehydrating them. However, if your cat is eating a high moisture diet, either wet food or raw food, then he's going to get most of his moisture needs from his food. So with Jericho, I just add maybe like a tablespoon and a half to each of his two meals per day. Plus his diet itself is like 65, 70% moisture. So he actually doesn't even drink extra water. Of course, I leave clean water out for him, but he gets all of his moisture from his food. So how long is too long for our cats to go without water? Well, if your cat is going a day without his daily water needs, then that's too long because water is the most essential nutrient. I mean, we're all made up of mostly water and that's you know more important than protein, fat, vitamins, minerals, like obviously those things are important, but water is number one. This is quoted from a book, uh, Clinical Anatomy and Physiology for Veterinary Technicians. A loss of as little as 10% of its water can cause serious illness in most animals, and a 15% loss would be fatal without immediate treatment. The amount of water that is needed daily by an animal in milliliters is equal to its daily energy requirement in kcal. So a lot of cat parents have said to me, my cat drinks plenty of water when I tell them that their dry the dry food is dehydrating. But I did the maths based on the average of what a 10 pound cat would have to eat. I won't bore you with the maths, but basically a dry fed only cat that you know doesn't have access to high moisture food, he would have to consume over eight ounces of water every single day just to stay hydrated. Now that's a lot of water. So there are no cats out there that are drinking eight ounces of water. And if your cat is drinking that much water, it means that there's an underlying health issue going on. So you might be wondering, well, how do I encourage my cat to drink more water? Well, I would say that we need to start with diet first because we are what we eat. And since cats are used to getting their moisture from food, that's where we should start. So if you're feeding dry food, definitely transition to a high moisture food like wet or raw. Even if you can't go all the way to raw, just going to wet food alone, as long as it's complete and balanced for your cat's life stage, that's still a massive step up from dry food. Ideally, I would prefer, you know, I feed Jericho a homemade raw diet because I can control the ingredients and how it's made. And therefore I also control the cost and the, how sanitary it is and you know, how nutritious it is. But if you can't do that yet, you know, a lot of cats are super picky about changes, especially if they're eating dry food, then transition your cat to a wet food that says complete and balanced for your cat's life stage. Whatever you can afford, whatever you have readily available, that's still going to be better than dry food, all types of dry food, simply because of the moisture content. Next, I would say test your water quality for sure. I live in the city and tested mine recently with TAP scores water test kits. And I got above the US average and even above the New York average where I live, but my, my unfiltered TAP water was still contaminated with chloroform, bromodichloromethane, THMs, like all of these disinfection byproducts. And there were some of heavy metals, but 
still just being able to test your water quality. And you could test for bottled water, well water, rain water. You can test for specific analytes. If you know that you might have a mold problem, you can, you can test for mold. If you want to test for a specific heavy metal, you can test for that. I did the advanced city water test kit just because my brother works in water sanitation and specializes in residential and commercial for installing reverse osmosis machines. And so we looked at the different test kits together and that's what he recommended. So that's what I got. So if you want to test your water quality at home, highly recommend it. You can go to mytapscore.com and then use code CATACLES at checkout. You'll get $10 off of your first order that's equal to $100 or more. So that's my affiliate code. I'll earn a commission on that sale. You get a discount and you get a great product. So it's a win-win-win. Then your treatment options, which filter you use, or if you want to go with reverse osmosis, that really depends on your water's quality. So after you have your results, TAPScore will send you recommendations on which filter will help filter out the specific contaminants that are in your water. Once you have some clean water, you can start adding some water to your cat's food. If you're still in the transition phase of feeding dry food, a lot of people ask, is it okay to add water to the dry food? And I would say it's a good idea, but only if your cat's going to eat it right then and there. You don't wanna leave it out sitting in the water for more than like 20 minutes, because otherwise you're going to have bacteria and mold growth and you know you don't want that soup of bacteria. The longer it sits out, the, the higher the risk of bacteria and mold growth. So I would say 20 minutes max, clean up the plate, put it in a sealed container, put it in the refrigerator to save for later, clean out the dish and then use a clean dish with the leftovers. And then I would say not more than a day or so, but you don't wanna rely on that long-term. You want to feed wet food or ideally raw, just because it's on top of the moisture content, there's more animal-based protein, more animal-based fat, lower carbs. And that's what's really ideal for cats. Now you might be wondering, why doesn't my cat drink from his bowl? So it could be that the bowl is too deep. Cats don't like when their whiskers touch things when they're eating or drinking because they have nerve endings in their whiskers. That's what helps them feel to see if they would fit through something. And so when they have stuff t constantly touching their whiskers, it can create whisker fatigue or stress. So he might just be avoiding it for that reason. Yeah, another reason is that maybe the water isn't clean enough. So again, that's where you would test your water quality and also clear out the dishes each day and replace it with fresh water. You know, we probably wouldn't drink water that's been sitting out for five days, so we shouldn't expect our cats to drink water that's been sitting out for a couple of days, you know, too. I've seen a lot of cat parents search, what is this pink biofilm? What is this orange slime on my cat's water dish? It's due to bacteria. And that typically happens a lot with plastic bowls because plastic traps bacteria even with regular washing. So I would suggest a flat, shallow, you could use a stainless steel plate, that's what I have for Jericho, and it still fits a lot of water. The shallower the better, stainless steel, ceramic, you know, make sure there's no lead or any other toxins, but those types of materials are much more sanitary than plastic. And I'll put a link in the description to my top score results so that you can compare to yours and you know let me know how it goes. I would love to know how your water is different from mine. Thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate you and taking the time with me to learn about your cat's health. And I hope you and your cats have a wonderful day.